Welcome to Holding Down the Fort, an award-winning podcast show dedicated to curating knowledge, resources, and relevant stories for today's military spouses so they can continue to make confident and informed decisions for themselves and their families. Because let's face it, we know who's really holding down the fort. I'm Jen Amos, a Gold Star daughter, veteran spouse, and your host for Holding Down the Fort by U.S. Vet Wealth. Let's get started. back to Holding Down the Fort, an award-winning podcast show. I am your founder and co-host, Jen Amos. And as always, I have my amazing co-host with me, Jenny Lynch Troop. Jenny Lynn, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Yes. And we are pretty excited because we have yet another person that you invited <laughs> to our show, which I am not complaining about because you make my job easier. So let's go ahead and bring him on. We have Paul Zoldra, who is the editor-in-chief of Task and Purpose and Duffel Blog. He's also a dad, husband, dog lover, journalist, entrepreneur, veteran, and this is fun, longtime fan of pizza. So Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure. So I thought I'd ask, since it's a new year, how's 2021 treating you lately? <laughs> wow. <laughs> that loaded uh, question? Is that too much? <laughs> very loaded question. You know, I saw this meme or video or something that somebody was sharing with like a safety thing about, you know, so many days since the last, you know, safety issue or whatever. And it was, but it wasn't safety. It was like for 2021. And it was just, Looking off day six, I think it was like, mm-hmm. okay, this year has already gone off the rails. Um, so yeah. yeah, I mean, this I think for me because I'm I've uh, I cover the, the news and satire. Yeah, I was really really hopeful for 2021, and then January sixth came around, and this year went off the rails. So it's been really hectic to say the least for me since then. Yeah, that was definitely very controversial day, depending on what side you're on. But basically, everyone basically saw that was a very, very controversial day. And depending on who you're talking to, they could just suddenly stop being your friend because you're believing in something different. So you were hinting at kind of the work that you're doing. You know, we sort of mentioned here, Paul, that you are the editor-in-chief of Task and Purpose and Duffel Blog. So let's talk about Task and Purpose first. For people that are hearing about it for the first time, what is this new site about? So Task and Purpose was a a website founded in 2014. So we've been around for quite a while and we primarily cover, we have news analysis and culture coverage of the military and veterans community. So it's kind of, you know, that runs the gamut from, you know, what's happening in social space or, or, you know, veterans are talking about. It also means that we also are reporting on, you know, high level, really important decisions, you know, from the Pentagon. And we have a correspondent there as well. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you with this follow-up question, what is the common feedback or testimonial or what have you, do you get from your readers? Okay. So great question. I think just to describe task and purpose a little bit better, we focus primarily on the more junior levels of the military. I found that a lot of our competitors and you know, national outlets, they cover the military and they talk about what the generals are doing and mm. what the Pentagon is doing and, and all these things. And then, you know, you end up missing a whole lot of stuff going on at the ranks far below that. Personally, I find those stories way more interesting and way more meaningful. 
And so that's kind of what our coverage is that we think about. You know, how does, uh, like, looking at a story that maybe would be about, you know, if some general says something in a speech, you know, some other outlet might cover that. Mm-hmm. We're first thinking about, like, does the junior enlisted even care about this thing? Like, does it even matter to them? And, you know, if the answer is no, we don't rate it, you know, and, and, and kind of we start from that perspective first, thinking about, you know, the active duty ranks, you know, more at the at the junior levels than, than other places. Mm-hmm. I actually appreciate that because you're right. When I think about what usually is covered, I often don't think about the junior level. So maybe that's just my own ignorance, but um, I think it's very smart on your end to cover that demographic. Yeah. And I think that, you know, what's interesting for us is that we have that perspective. I mean, I'm a former Marine sergeant, so I come with this sort of level of, you know, being a junior enlisted service member myself, my staff. We have people on staff that are former military members as well. And so we think about things a little bit differently. And a lot of times we'll cover something and then it's kind of almost there's an educational effect Mm -hmm. to the senior leadership Mm. of like, you know, how task and purpose might be covering something. You know, they didn't even think of it that way. When you have some, you know, former sergeant pointing out to you in a headline, you know, how stupid that policy is. (laughs) We do that as well at Duffel Blog. It's kind of that same mindset. There's a level of of, you know, getting information, but also, you know, bringing that information up to higher levels that, you know, they're in a bubble. They don't really get some of the questions we ask. And so, like, I'll send my Pentagon correspondent, Jeff, to ask some really sort of question that's really of importance to a junior enlisted person or a junior officer. And, you know, those generals probably were never even going to be asked that at all by some other reporter. And they, you know, sometimes it it catches them off guard. And, you know, sometimes it helps them get a better sense of what the vast majority of the ranks truly care about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you for elaborating on that. Jenny Lynn, I heard you nodding earlier, so I thought I'd sort of backtrack for a quick second. And if you can share actually how you know Paul and what your thoughts are, if you want to add to the conversation. I can. I'm going to say that, you know, Paul did a great job describing what it is he does from an outsider insider perspective, I guess I have. (laughs) I will say, you know, it's great that their target market is people who are still active duty. And I'd say, you know, recently separated and therefore post 9-11 because it's people Mm. writing for people that are still post 9-11. And Mm. so the things that applied to folks who were in in 2001 really kind of still apply today in 2021 because we're still in post 9-11 conflict. And so, you know, they do a great job of talking about the issues that have come with post 9-11 service. You know, I know Paul because I'm a writer and I have written some for task and purpose, more on the culture and family side, sharing my experience as a military spouse and my family's experience with the signature wounds of post 9-11 conflict. So, you know, I did a piece last year on traumatic brain injury Mm. And what it was like for our family to walk through that. And also a piece about having young children and watching their parents deploy unexpectedly because we're in such a time of such unrest where things happen very quickly and what that looks like for a family to experience. 
you know, I think they do a good job of helping trying to bridge, bring people in and let them see like, yeah, this is what really is on the hearts and minds of young military families. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really like that. Can you maybe share what are some of the challenges you feel like you face, Paul, in, you know, managing this new site task and purpose? Uh, challenges are plenty. Should I rephrase that? <laughs> I mean, I guess we have the same challenges as any other news site, you know, trying to find stories and mm-hmm. find people to talk to you and, you know, get tips and all of the, all those things. And I think for us, we're pretty focused on, on our audience and, you know, the readers and kind of what they respond to or what really matters to them. And so that kind of leads us to getting the other stuff, getting the tips, getting the people that want to talk to us. I'm really heartened a lot of times by calling up whoever and hearing the phrase, you know, I love task and purpose when I say where I'm from. Mm-hmm. I used to work at Business Insider, it's a you know, pretty big financial news site for the most mm-hmm. part. But I did defense coverage there. And the difference was really apparent. I'd call up and say, Paul Zoldra from Business Insider, and they would say, Business Insider, what the hell is that? You know, <laughs> like, you guys cover the military? I don't have to do any of that explanation, hardly ever, which is really nice. And, you know, people just trust us to, you know, to get it right, you know, and we're, we don't always do that. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, we screw up plenty, uh, just like anyone else, but we try as much as possible to get it right and, you know, get the help, you know, at the end of the day, our primary concern is informing our readers and giving them the best information that they can get mm-hmm. so that they can make, you know, proper decisions on, on whatever is going on in their lives. And, you know, I think we do that for the most part. And it's, it's pretty awesome. I'm pretty honored and excited to work every single day doing this kind of stuff in this role. Mm-hmm. Um, I know your question was about challenges, and I will say the challenges for us in the past four years with the Trump administration, it's, it's interesting, we're talking right now, right before we're going to have a new presidential administration, and there's going to mm-hmm. be changes and things happening, and I honestly I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I, I don't know how it's going to go or, or whatever. So, you know, I'm sure we'll have challenges there, and those are kind of sort of wait and see the challenges of the last four years. I think we've had some serious problems with just transparency in DOD. You know, the public affairs mantra, uh, you know, the principles of information, and there are things like, you know, maximum disclosure, minimum delay, these kinds of things that myself as a reporter, I've known and operated under that framework for a very long time. And so many more things have become classified, like troop numbers in Afghanistan, or even mm. metrics on how the war is going. Those were made classified under the Trump administration. And, and typically, things that get classified are usually things that people don't want to talk about. And so if everything was hunky-dory in Afghanistan, I imagine it wouldn't be classified. And just other things about just the relationship between the DOD and the press. I think it's not a partisan statement to to look at President Trump's demonization of the media and calling us the enemy of the people and figuring out that that has really not helped us 
inform our readers as best as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, this the tone is set at the top. And so the DOD public affairs apparatus has responded, you know, to that by doing way less briefings on camera. You know, it's a little bit harder for us to, to deal with that. So that's been a challenge for us. It hasn't made our job impossible. You know, information that should be made public has a tendency to be made public regardless of whether the government wants it to. So, you know, if a public affairs DOD spokesperson doesn't get on camera, that will probably get that information by other means. And so then they lose control of the message and it's it's their fault, not ours. So those are all our challenges. Will they be erased on day one of the Biden administration? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Would totally doubt that. But, you know, I have a feeling it will be a little bit better in terms of transparency, but I think it'll be, there'll be other challenges that kind of come up, you know, through the years. And I don't know what those are, but it'll be interesting to see. (laughs) See Yeah. Kind of wrenches get thrown in my way. Uh, (laughs) So. Yeah, I appreciate you elaborating on that because I just think that in a weird way, I feel conflicted with like mainstream media and news outlets and just the mixed messages like left and right. And for me, you know, being a former Cali girl of 20 years, like I could very much see the left side and then being on the East Coast and being around the military, I could see a lot of the right side. I can see a lot of libertarian side. I could see a lot of different perspectives. And and I feel like they're all like justified in their own way. But at the same time, it's like, it's like, where do we find common ground or where do we find the truth? You know, like it surprises me when I talk to some friends and, you know, it's just, they're so adamant, you know, on a certain side, like a sports team, like they won't care about the other team. They're so adamant about sticking to their side. And it's like, how do we find that common ground and how do we provide like that truth, you know, for people to really know like what is really going on. And I think like, you know, since Trump came in, like the talk of politics in general has been such a major conversation point for many, you know, personal relationships and people are, you know, becoming more aware. And I think that, you know, the media or mainstream media and Hollywood, for example, and big tech have really kind of capitalized off of that. And so, you know, I'm not trying to sound political or anything, but for me, I'm I'm really just saying out loud, like my own frustration with kind of knowing where do I go? Like, where do I go? Where do I try to understand and learn these things? And, and then you're here telling me like the DOD is being less transparent, but you're still trying to find a way, which I guess gives me hope, (laughs) you know, that we can still uncover the truth or at least get the facts right. Yeah. Well, you hit on a, you raise a few interesting points there that I kind of want to jump on or dive into. You know, one of them is just the skepticism of the media. Like, Hey everyone, Jen Amos here, just taking a quick break to let you know that this episode of Holding Down the Fort is brought to you by U.S. Vet Wealth. U.S. Vet Wealth is the company that I am very proud to be a part of, alongside with my husband, who is a West Point grad and Army vet, Scott R. Tucker. So here at U.S. Vet Wealth, we provide bold financial education and flexible financial solutions for our career military families. You can get an idea of what I mean by that by downloading the first three chapters of my husband's book, Veteran Wealth Secrets for free at our website, veteranwealthsecrets.com. In his book, 
he brings to the forefront of his discussion what the military and most veteran financial advisors usually gloss over as they focus on military retirement plans. The moment that you leave the military is the biggest opportunity of your life, and you're going to need money for it. Even though this book is titled Veterans Wealth Secrets, the book actually offers universal lessons and wisdom that military spouses can relate to, and who knows, maybe even nudge their service members to read. And it actually gives entrepreneurs a more flexible and profitable way to invest their revenue. A couple of testimonials that we have received for Scott's book, this is by Air Force Colonel Tom. So Tom, thank you for this testimonial. He says, Scott pulls the curtains back on things that we, active duty members, just accept as truth. And he questions the status quo with insightful and thought-provoking ideas. This book is the evolution of Rich Dad, Poor Dad that our generation and culture needs. You may have a different outlook on success and not agree with everything, but you should read this book. You'll regret it if you don't. Thank you, Tom, so much for that testimonial. Once again, if this description intrigues you, you can actually download the first three chapters for free by visiting VeteranWealthSecrets.com. Thank you so much for listening, and let's get back to the show. I think people, it's right. You should be skeptical of of everything, you know, Mm. but there's been a concerted effort of, you know, throwing skepticism or criticism on just about every institution by the Trump administration. I mean, we're not talking to just the media and we're the quote unquote enemy of the people, but, you know, the FBI, the Department of Justice, the Department of Mm -hmm. Defense, like anyone that has kind of been seen or perceived as being, you know, in the way gets marginalized. And Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it has this building effect over time of people not being skeptical, but being cynical. Mm -hmm. And that is what I really, I'm concerned about long-term. Like it's okay to be skeptical. I'm the most Mm -hmm. skeptical person in the world. You know, Mm -hmm. as a journalist, there's a common like trope in journalism that if your mother tells you she loves you, make sure you check it out first. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) So, you know, we never take anything at face value, but it's, you know, to be cynical of everything and think that there's some kind of nefarious thing going on with every possible facet of life it's long term it's just it hurts us and Mm -hmm. i'm speaking of america broadly and i'm thinking about this like you know a common truth how do we find that common ground Mm -hmm. i mean it's really hard to find common ground when you are told by your political leader whoever what's it whatever side that is that the other side is evil mm-hmm. that they want to destroy america you know they're uh, just take your exaggeration we've gotten away from this sort of you know working together on issues to just mm-hmm. we need to destroy the other side otherwise we can't do anything outside right. i mean like it's like we can't get past that unless we destroy the other side <laughs> right and it's like that's, 
I mean, like right now, and you saw it a little bit, you know, early on in the Trump administration, there was the left and the resistance. I, I remember there was like this big resistance flag, like hanging from a construction site in Washington, D.C. And I was like, there was a news cycle on that. And that was, you know, I, I didn't see that on the right same way like mm-hmm. you know people are upset that they lost the election of their their guy but i mean the rhetoric of you know like biden is a radical extreme socialist <laughs> madman who's going to put us into camps and also their stuff like <laughs> right. that that is obviously an exaggeration but it's also it makes it really really impossible to work on anything get anything done you right. know like I, I I don't know. I don't know what the answer to that is, but I feel like it's just, I think the most that, you know, we can do mm-hmm. is just to have better conversations with people around us in our sphere mm-hmm. and not fall into that, you know, they're evil or horrible because most people aren't. Some people support the Democrats. Some people support the Republicans. Some people are libertarian. And in all three of those groups, their avowed reason for existing is not to destroy the United States of America, mm-hmm. it's to improve it. You know, everybody is on this thing that they want to make America better, and we all just have different sort of opinion on how we do it. Mm-hmm. And it's just really disappointing to me and frustrating when I have, like, when we're having conversations. And this has happened to me in, in the past couple of weeks. I've had some friends that are veterans that I served with many, many years ago. I had guys in my first platoon who was, he was claiming that, you know, a person in the Capitol was, you know, an Antifa guy, just, it's Mm -hmm. completely bogus and untrue. And I was asking him like, how, why do you think that? What do you, you know, what leads you to that? And just me pushing back on it and asking questions, I was unfriended. Like, (laughs) Hey, you know what I think it is? I think we're in like this ghosting culture or like, you know, cancel culture, as some people call it, where it's like, they just can't have a conversation. They just like block you. You know, it's just, no, I don't want to confront you. I'm going to block you. Like, that's just, you know, I even hear in the workplace, like when people get like hired, they like ghost the employer. You know, I just feel like it's just this weird time and generation where people aren't having direct conversations (laughs) with each other and talking things out anymore. But it's quite fascinating. Obviously, we're not going to be able to solve it all today. Um, (laughs) But, you know, Paul, I really appreciate you taking the time to, you know, just entertain, you know, the topic and the conversation. Obviously, you know, Jenny Lynn and I always talk about how we just kind of wing these conversations and very interesting how the conversation went this way. But I do want to make sure we end up on a positive note here in a minute, because I know you have to go in about 10 minutes. I thought I'd check in with Jenny Lynn first. Any thoughts so far? (laughs) Well, I think listening to both of you, what came up for me is with all of the cancel culture and the, you know, this side, that side is what it's really brought about is a lot of anxiety. And, Mm. you know, everybody is just living in such a heightened state. And so here's my, you know, thump, thump uh, for mental health, (laughs) which task and purpose also covers military mental health quite a bit for the post 9-11 guys and gals. You know, I think you're right. We have the opportunity to help the narrative with that and help ease the anxiety. And by easing the anxiety of the current culture, we can get back to some sort of normal status quo, like much less abrasive and invasive. And I think I have hope for that. I mean, 
again, mental health, like you will not find a bigger advocate than me. And, um, and, you know, for this very reason, I mean, living in a pandemic has made everything harder to do. You add in some unrest and, and it just, it has stirred the pot of anxiety so high that I think people just don't know how to come down from that. And so the, it's that auto shut off, like, I will shut you off because I can handle no more Mm, input because my anxiety is already at max capacity. And so I appreciate, you know, the folks at Task and Purpose really trying to look into things that are true and real Mm. and really affecting like the everyday people. You and I had a conversation earlier today and, you know, talking about military spouses and it's, I think we have the opportunity as people who are engaged in the media to have conversations that help normalize talking about hard things mm. and help lower the overall anxiety and help folks, you know, get back to a place where we can have hard conversations without having it become a shouting match or a shutting you out. So I'm yeah. hopeful for that and grateful for folks who do the hard work to help mm. get us there. Yeah, absolutely. I think it'd be good. Oh, go ahead, Paul. I just wanted to echo the the mental health aspect that Jenny Lynn talked about. I mean, especially now, I mean, in the middle of pandemic and in a military context, you know, I the increase in suicide last year, and I think it's going to, you know, it's going to be I don't want to make a prediction, but it's bad, right? Mm-hmm. And we kind of can see the the issue, you can kind of tell that that's happening in the background. And I see it in my personal life. You know, I can see my, you know, fellow veterans and struggling and, you know, dealing with those kinds of things. And, you know, I, I'm keeping my phone, like if I get a late night call, Mm. then I'm like, okay, gotta answer that one. Doesn't matter what's happening now. And, you know, I just think like one mental health is really important and it's not, it's not any kind of sign of weakness or anything to seek help. I'm happy to tell you that I go to therapy and do that. And it's good for me. And it really helps because I'm a very anxious person and you know, like you kind of need the outlet. So if you don't have the outlet, then that's something you should look into, you know, especially if you're in the military or veteran, there's so many resources available to you that you can get therapy for free. So there's really no excuse for it. And, you know, I just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm really going back full circle here with like how 2021 is going Mm -hmm. right now. Not so great, but I'm trying to just, you know, do the basics, do the, Mm. you know, get up in the morning and try to work out because that usually makes you feel all better. It gives you a release of, you know, energy and everything and, and all that kind of stuff. You know, go to therapy. There's an app for meditation. That uh, there's apps for meditation that I would highly recommend. And and the last thing is just to check in with each other. You know, I have this tendency to get really stressed out, and then I don't want to talk to anyone really. Like I just want to be like, you know, this sad individual mm-hmm. alone. And I have to constantly tell myself to like, no, 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 call friends. You know, they energize you. They build you up. Even if that's five, 10 minutes of conversation, it's, it's really, really huge. And, and mm-hmm. that's really how we're all going to get through this, you know, nightmare of lockdowns and pandemic is to, to keep connected with the people we care about and actually 
have those non-shouting conversations just just to chat about things. And eventually this will be behind us. I hope very soon. I have not been able to get my hands on the vaccine, but I keep trying. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, Paul, I know that your time is valuable. So before we go, just real briefly, I think it'd be sort of nice to end on a positive note here. Let people know what the Duffel blog is about in case people want to look into that. Duffel blog is a satire website. It's commonly referred to as the onion for the military. (laughs) And we've been around since 2012. And we are now a newsletter, actually. So if you go to duffelblog.com, it's D-U-F-F-E-L, blog, B-L-O-G.com. You can sign up for that and get our emails. And they come to your inbox every week. And they're usually stories written in a news style. So it looks like a news story, but it is... Decidedly not, (laughs) but some of them have turned out to be true. So sometimes we're prophetic, but ultimately, I mean, double blogs is we we write about the military from a humorous lens and really point out the absurd when it comes up, which frankly, there's a whole lot of absurdity going on. And and, uh, you've had some great fodder in the past year. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, really I, easy story making. I, I can't believe it. we've been around. So March 2012, I think, is the time we launched. So, mm. you know, we'll be we'll be uh, what nine years in wow. later this year, and it's amazing because I thought, you know, the first year or so, I thought I was going to run out of material. Like, I, <laughs> oh my goodness, we're going to hit on all these wow. topics. Surprise! All the jokes and then run out of stuff. And, yeah. <laughs> Boy, were you wrong. <laughs> Still in business, y'all. <laughs> well, Paul, hey, thanks again for joining us. Jenny Lynn, thank you for bringing on Paul again. And I do have your contact information here. So if people do want to get a hold of you and learn about you, we'll have that in the show notes. So I know you have to get going. So again, thank you so much for joining us. Jenny Lynn, any final thoughts? No, I just thanks so much for coming on and joining us today. I appreciate learning the backstory on all the things you do. <laughs> Thanks for chatting. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. All right, and to our listeners, we hope that today's episode gave you one more piece of knowledge, resource, or relevant story so you can continue to make confident and informed decisions for you and your family. We look forward to speaking with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. 